Welcome to the Discipline Health Podcast, where we discuss topics relating to nutrition, fitness, and health. The content of this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a replacement for supervised health care. Please consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet, medication, or beginning any exercise program. a healthy relationship with food. How do we get to a place where we're not controlled by our cravings and addictions? Everybody acknowledges the devastating effect of alcohol or drug abuse, but we don't ever talk about the devastating effects of food addictions or consuming a poor nutrient diet. Eating a poor diet has a devastating effect to the body, but it just occurs at a much slower rate. The reason I'm so passionate about this is because it has profoundly changed my life. I, for the first time ever, have been able to beat food addiction, which I didn't even know I had until I was no longer influenced by my cravings. As a result, I have lost 45 pounds, have better mental clarity, don't suffer from blood sugar drops, have more energy, and have been able to reverse every health issue I was having. Your health is your most important asset. asset. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Just everything you're not supposed to have, but it's coined as healthy. And, you know, our goal is how do we how do we make weight loss simple and sustainable you know of course there's going to be a transition period where you start switching from these highly addictive foods to eating whole foods and your body's going to be craving those those foods and why do why does our body do that well microbiome is a fairly new area of research over the last several years um, but researchers have found that what when you're eating a highly processed, high sugar diet, you have a greater population of that type of bad bacteria in your gut. Having that higher proportion of that bad bacteria causes you to crave those types of food. That bacteria is craving those types of foods. So when you start to cut out those, those foods that you know are thriving, that bad bacteria starts to die off. And I, I've noticed that firsthand. I mean, every single time when I would start to switch over to eating, you know, healthy, when I start adding in probiotics, like it is a profound difference. Like, I mean, the next, I would have been craving chocolate or craving sweets or for the longest time, right? And then all of a sudden I start these probiotics, I start switching my diet up. And then the next day I'm, I don't have that craving anymore. And it's, it's shock. It was shocking really. And I was like, Oh, because I did that. And then I had done that multiple times and it was the same result every single time, 100% of the time for me. So that was a huge thing. Okay, but what they're talking about with the microbiome is true. You know, there is so much that we don't know. And that's the thing. When I start to learn about all this stuff, I'm like, man, (laughs) there's just so much to it that is new and just totally changes the whole paradigm how we used to think when it relates to food. Underrated it is, I guess, and how nobody ever really talks about food addictions. But if you're sitting if you're sitting there and you're craving Dairy Queen every day, right, after well, dinner, that you one know that's not good for you. They call alcoholism a disease. Yes, it so, is. And that's an addiction that's detrimental to your life. You know, it's yeah. killing you and you can't stop. That by definition what an addiction is and obviously alcoholism and drug abuse i mean those are more oh there's different levels yes those are more but immediate effects being addicted to food they can cause heart disease which is the leading killer yes and it is directly tied to diabetes yeah the the (laughs) biggest contributor to how your genes are expressed is epigenetics which is 
the biggest contributor to your epigenetics is your nutrition. Instead, they've just in the past few years have flip-flopped and said that now being obese is is a disease. You have the obese genes, nothing you can do about it. If you could work out all day and eat two <laughs> 2,000 calories or less, and you would just lose weight and it's... But it's not true. It's, it's not true. It that's oversimplifying, yeah. right? That's and that's throwing a blanket statement on it. That's uh, I forget. There's other terms for it. Yeah, I guess it. my frustration is just how how this is not talked about more, right? It's it's free. It's easy. Way easier than having to go through gastric bypass, or way easier than having to go through and get you know a stent put in your heart, or you know dealing with autoimmune conditions for the rest of your life yeah human beings you know we don't come with an instruction manual but each individual human being has a different set of environmental factors and you have to figure out what works for you that's your own instruction manual and it's a process and there's no other way around this um you don't have a choice yeah you know what I mean? that's what i'm saying this is the, the journey of life is to know thyself and just self um, journey of what would you call it of uh, yeah. Not only that, I mean your food choices and type of food that you're preparing for your family. I mean that affects your kids, right? You your future genes yeah. too. If you haven't had children yet, you're affecting your grandchildren's yeah. genes by what you're eating. So yeah, there is epigenetics. Genes turn on and off, but you know things get damaged along the way and. You know, yes, there is a genetic component to this. Absolutely. See, everybody wants to oversimplify everything or or they have the one thing. And it's so much more complicated than we could possibly Yeah, imagine. they don't take into the fact, okay, yes, you have this genetic blueprint. There's no denying that. But what, how we live our life and the things that we do, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the stress that we take in, the movement that we do, all of this is going to impact on how those genes are turned on and off. They're going to determine whether or not you get cancer or you don't, or whether you get Alzheimer's or you don't. There's so many variables. Yeah. What time you eat at, time you went to bed, what foods are you combining together at the same time? Yeah, um, one thing that was I remember learning about and you can go on and on and on down this rabbit hole. Yeah, when I was studying exercise and wellness, is I remember one of my professors saying like. If you take a sweet potato and you add fat to it, so if you take a sweet potato and you add the butter, you're not going to get that glycemic, That's that it's not going to be like a high glycemic food like it would be if you just had the sweet potato alone. So that fat helps to lower that insulin spike that you're getting. But you have to test on yourself. As we always say, uh, it's, this is so individual that you have to figure out what plants you can eat, what plants you can't eat. Yeah. Stick with mainly animal products. They're safer. It's just what we've been eating. Our program, our bodies are yeah. programmed to eat, so uh, makes sense. But you know, make sure you're yeah, good. fruit. But you still got to get in your vitamin. You know, you still want to add in those vitamins and minerals. Back to the topic. Yes, that that we're talking about. What what vegetables are good? Because there's a lot of vegetables that don't do so well with people. Well, on food addiction, if to get off the addictive foods, if you are fully, if you have the, if you're not nutrient deficient in anything, yeah. And the body isn't craving anything else, it, it's going to make it a lot easier to break that, oh, uh, that cycle, right? But if you're coming from drinking a, you know, a giant thing Polar of pop soda, Circle K, or you know, you're going through the drive-through Dairy Queen every single night for a blizzard, or 
I mean, that's going to take a look. There, it's, you're going to have a transition period. You're going to... If you just go cold, cold tur turkey, turkey but, it's withdrawals. Yes. Sugar withdrawals. So there's some people that can go with cold turkey, and there's some people that need like a, a gradual approach, which is where you start to slowly cut back a little bit of that food until you no longer have that food, but your body's not like freaking out. You know, yeah. you're not having that panic attack that you're <gasps> like, what am I going to do now? Well, you're not going to go high with Yeah. Yeah, that's very, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, you don't want to, if you're doing a, a, if you have very high carbohydrate intake, which yeah. most America, I mean, most Americans do, the standard American diet, I mean, that's mostly what it is. And you're just going to go cold Bread, turkey and pasta. cut that. Yeah. Better keep some sugar with you, <laughs> like you're a diabetic. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's just too it's too hard to shock on your body. Yeah. You really need to slowly taper it back so that you can do it safely, effectively, and you can have it more sustainable. If you are going to go in this and just go to cold turkey, I mean, the failure rate probably of that is, is way higher than if you just started depends to. depends on every person. Some people can just cold turkey stuff. Yeah, I mean, it depends if you've on situations, got and some, some people can. But what we're saying is if you, if you are going to attempt cold turkey, you can go <laughs> hyperglycemic. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. And that's a, a hypo, hyper, what is it? Hypoglycemic. Uh, hypoglycemic, hypo yeah. hypo hypo which is. Which means low. that your yeah, your blood sugar can just crash and you can go into a, a shock, a coma, or yeah, because your body is you're not you're not fat adapted. You're not able to use you use sugar as a fuel source, so you can use fat as a fuel source. Well, the, the way that we've been eating for so for you know the standard American diet is so heavy on carbohydrates and sugars, which all turns to sugar yeah, in the which bloodstream. You you, your body so would your prefer body, to run off of that sugar body, that's faster, it's, it's easier. Easier and quicker. And then you, but the point is you never switch back over because yeah. you're always giving, you're always giving too much sugar and the yeah, body never has time giving, to come down from it. Well, that's, that's the way that this issue and then your body forgets how to burn, switch over and start burning fat again. And then it can't do that. And that's what causes that hypoglycemia. But in our program, I'm not the, we'll I'm not the how to be, yeah, I, I just, you on how to get fat adapted, how to, how to get that adaption back that we yeah. had as a baby, you know, or when you were younger before the framework that you came with, yeah. health was correct. <clears throat> yeah. If you're reading like a, a natural diet, you know, like an uh, indigenous diet, basically, you know, they prioritize hunting and meat above all, they'll eat berries along the way, go for honey. You know, it's it's nothing fancy, but they also prioritize the organs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the new, which are the most nutrient dense. You know, loaded with minerals. Yeah, that's a huge thing that I'm adding in the organs. I yeah, the liver and the heart. Until you've never tried the that. last like maybe year of my life. And Better I'm, than a cup of coffee. I'm 42. Yeah, never it's, done it. I mean, the first but, time that every actually every time that I, we've had it. I mean, my mental clarity is just like through the roof like yeah. i don't feel like i have any brain fog even if i had you know if i had a little bit going on like it that's completely yeah. gone so whatever is in that i obviously could use a little more of that in my diet on a regular basis yeah there's uh liver is a little tough you can chop it up in little chunks and sneak it in ground beef and then especially if you're putting spice and stuff you won't yeah, even realize i'm just doing salt us, so like, i really get. taste it but we get a one that's kind of got heart and liver in the ground beef, so it's I'm not sure how much <coughs> of the heart and liver is in it, but it doesn't taste as bad as just straight liver. 
a few times I bought a whole pack of liver and chopped it up into little tiny, spent a lot of time chopping it up and then Oh yeah, I remember once it when you cooked the liver me. and I thought it was ground beef and I took it. <laughs> oh, just it straight liver? Off. Yeah, that, oh, that was the worst. nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little rough. That's why they do liver and onions. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the better yeah, for it. Takes but that. The point is, is that you're not eating it for pleasure. You're no. eating this as a medicine, technically. I mean, especially when you're doing that. But how we eat our food is that we do get pleasure. It tastes delicious. I'm getting yeah. pleasure and, and you it's can be so creative. You eat your cake and eat it too. Use so. your creativity on how yeah. you just have I'm all these ingredients. You too much. You know, you can cut it up into little chunks and freeze it, and you can swallow it like pills. There's one way. This is. Um, for livers, what I'm saying, hard isn't good. I mean, hard, you can throw it in, you'll barely know it's like sweet, you know what I mean? You can toss that in ground beef and you'll barely even notice. The kids yeah. won't barely notice. But you start throwing in too much liver in. Oh, yeah, they notice. And <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, it just has a very strong, distinct flavor. I'm sure yeah. you might, you know, if you grew up eating it, you probably might have adapted to that and loved the taste of it, you know what I mean? I just we didn't get it ever as children so it's just a new thing to us yeah. and if you can't palate it or for whatever reason you know they, they do have liver pill. yeah you yeah. can get it in a pill form and a lot of people have like this. especially moms that were trying to get pregnant that they would yep. i mean look at my cousin for example like she started taking these liver supplements and she ended up getting pregnant after years of you know yeah, I saw some reviews saying that it's better than a cup of coffee, you know, and I have that same feeling when I eat it, though. Like, I, it's not a normal, like, I feel good. I get energy from my food when I eat it, but I, it's more than normal. It's a mental clarity that all yeah. of a sudden, instantly, you notice it. Like, whoa, that worked. Okay. Yeah, your uptake yeah. of yourself so, took whatever. And then you're going to be less likely to go for the Twinkies or the Hagen Dazs or the Donuts or whatever your poison is, you know what I mean? You're, you're more in control, and this is really food addiction is about control we all don't want to be in control of our appetite for me i have trigger foods that i know i can't eat i can't go over i just can't do that because it sends me into the i'm not in control anymore mode, yeah you know and i just know myself you know and it took me a lot of years of diet yeah. you know trial and error of you know testing and one thing for me is that now you know after i've been eating this way for what a few years now that when I go and go back to eating something with gluten in it or something with, you know, not not our normal diet at home, something out, if I eat something out, oh my gosh, I'm like ill. It makes me sick mm -hmm. now. I mean, it's crazy to think that. Well, we're taught to not even be aware of the effect of what we're eating is even a thing. Yeah. So once you're even just aware, okay. Well, I get so I, disconnected because I'm sure in the beginning when we started eating these we're types of taught. things like your stomach would kind of hurt or, you know, to get really, were you ever told as a child, how did that meal make you feel? How are you feeling? You feeling good? You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure your parents could just read you and see like, okay. Yeah, like, are you but, like, oh yeah, I can't eat anymore. My stomach hurts. But you, you could just <laughs> see as your kids get energy or they like, you know, whatever. I mean, children are kind of, they're more resilient than us, but it's for adults anyways. Just yeah. say you that. You should be getting energy from your food. If your food is making you lethargic, feel like you need to take a nap, that You might get not... energy right away because you're getting a sugar dump. But what happens is that your body burns through that so fast and then you have the sugar crash comes down and then you're starving again an hour or two later yeah. after you just ate a giant meal almost to the point where you couldn't eat anymore. I mean, you should, be able, to, you should be able to go at least three to four hours between meals. Yeah. 
you right. should a healthy body will be able to do that for oh, longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should. Yeah, depending on how, how like the whole. So if you go full six hours, if you go breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you say you eat breakfast at eight a.m. and then noon, and then you eat again six hours. So six, six, six noon and six. Okay, six a.m. noon and six p.m. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all six hours apart. Yeah. That's when the sun is rising. That's when the sun is going down. It, that's when you would have had light in the wild if you were an indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. It just, our bodies are haven't changed since then. Yeah. So we're synced up to this and we're changing the whole circadian clock and biorhythm that we have naturally. And, and now we're, we're just constantly look at the disease rate. Yeah. Constantly well. spiking our insulin. Because, yeah, that too. And you're not letting your digestive system clear. I mean, you're, your, your body needs time to process all that food, right? And if you're not giving it that yeah. time to clear all that stuff out, then it's... It's, it's like constantly constant. working out. If you yeah. constantly work out, what happens? You get injured eventually. Yeah. You need time to recover. Just the same thing between meals. Yeah. So for what works for me is intermittent fasting or OMAD or whatever, but I wish I was you know, metabolically healthy enough, I've done so much damage to myself or for whatever reason, this is just what works for me right now is skipping breakfast and then either doing one or two meals, you know, or having an eating window of just say eight hours. And for me, I mean, I do three meals a day. I'll do breakfast, lunch, and but I'm up early. I'm like some mornings I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. So I do get breakfast, you know, not at four, but a couple hours into my day. I'll eat breakfast and then I'll have lunch and, and dinner, you know, I'll have dinner, but I don't eat that big of meals. You know, I, I don't, you've been at this for a long yeah. time though. So you just, you, and I you know when to stop. I just you. eat. And that's the thing that's so freeing too, is that I don't worry about how many calories I'm getting. Right. I don't worry about, okay, if I eat this, I just eat until I'm full because I know that everything that I'm eating is not going to nutrient dense. It's not devastating my body you can you know you can trust your body yes that's what you're saying right yeah you know you can actually trust that okay i'm full i'm satiated i'm i'm done i don't need any more you can trust the signal you need to eat more and you can keep going because you can know that you can trust your body to to give you that signal oh i'm actually full i'm satiated i remember i had the first time i felt that i felt since i was a child when i was 35 years old when i first started doing this when you gave me that organic salad for the first time yeah i remember eating it and being like whoa like that was like taking a pill almost i felt energy and mental clarity and i was okay this is just like taking a pill like well why are we thinking about food differently um once you're aware of the effects of what it's doing then then it's just it begins from there then you can take notes you can pay attention yeah. keep a food journal and then, and then you, you make start progress. Feeling so good. I mean, you start so looking you great. Phase. You start, yeah. you know, having more mental clarity, more energy. You're able to actually do what you want to do with your life. You know, you're actually able to work on things that you want to pursue and grow. And yeah, it's you can make baby steps too. You start eliminating certain foods, and you'll know. Wow, I don't crave that anymore. Now I'm I'm just good. I don't have any cravings anymore. Mm-hmm. Starting to go away. You know. Uh, and after being somebody that, I mean, like, I donuts, right? Donuts. I would have donuts all the time or bread. Bread was like the staple of my diet. Like, what did I eat? I ate bread. Hyperpalatable <laughs> foods give you such a big dopamine hit, yeah, too. That... So I was always, my, 
my blood sugar was always like a roller coaster. And to not have that, it's, it's yeah, just it's amazing. It's not just That's a, a, good a metabolic addiction. Is is it's also psychological because of that dopamine or, and, and, and yeah. physically in the brain, the dopamine. It's it's complicated. This addiction to yeah. food is a multifaceted. <clears throat> Uh, well, I, I, I think we've talked about this on a podcast oh, before, but they were saying when they had mice, mice or rats, I don't know exactly, but they were saying they gave them, uh, was it cocaine? cocaine and then sugar. Yeah. And they would go for the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. They would rather have sugar than cocaine. Yeah. And I don't know where the study is. I, like, I will find it, link it in the notes, but there's a study out there that shows how cocaine is, I mean, sugar is nine times more addicting than cocaine on the brain in the dual hooking up with brain scans and that it's a good solid peer-reviewed study well and there's also i i remember hearing from somebody um i don't know if it's like a scientist or or what but they were saying sugar when pure cane sugar we're not talking about sugar from vegetables or you know like fructose i'm talking about like just the, the processed sugar um they were saying that once it enters your blood once it once you consume it your immune system tanks immediately after for like mm. hours mm. that's pretty interesting yeah i used to be sick all the time yeah. me before too before i started doing this i was on antibiotics every year strep throat for sure flu for sure um allergies year-round yeah well my stomach i would oh, always really? have like a bloated stomach what you actually put in your mouth and ingest actually i have a bloated matters. stomach i had a rosacea so bad but it matters if you're taking a pharmaceutical <laughs> but it doesn't matter if it's food. it's just insanity right yeah. <laughs> it's the worst of logic there but hey i've i was under the spell for most of my life and you know it was right there in front of my face yeah you know eating healthy is important because Eat your salad. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, most people, time. everybody knows what you're supposed to eat, right? But So why do we still go and eat all these other foods that we know we're not supposed to? Why? Okay, because I ate my salad at the restaurant and put the dressing on it. Well, I didn't, I didn't know there was a ton of sugar added to that dressing. Or that that dressing was with canola oil or oil Some that is oils. highly inflammatory yes. and high, you know, high probability of being rancid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have a little piece of bread while you're waiting for your food to come. That you're, it's just like eating sugar. That's your blood sugar, that carbohydrate turn into sugar. And it's amazing how much, it's amazing how much food you can eat out at a restaurant versus what satiates you when you're cooking at home. That's such a huge, right? Like I can eat so much there. Yeah. I just feel sick. I just eat. But do you think that that's because your body hasn't you you've been feeding it just garbage? You haven't been yet feeding it nutrients, so it's still searching for those nutrients that it needs. That's what it is. And you're gonna keep eating until you get that. That's what I was gonna say. Is that I would eat until you're so sick that you. And I would be, I would almost stretch my stomach to the point where I would be, oh, I just, like, it would hurt. I remember walking out of, like, Olive Garden or some of these, like, chain restaurants 20 years ago. Well, we always did that. And well, we'd go it to the- hurt, and I would, an hour and a half later, I would be, star- I would be starving again. Yeah, <laughs> like, you need dessert. <laughs> then yeah, very quick. and then you just go and half of a food coma and go get a bed. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> oh, I would, oh, if Lights there was out. anything in the house, I would keep, I would get up in the oh, middle yeah. of the night and I would okay, keep Okay, so this eating. is a funny story. Our wedding cake 
we froze the top. And I remember coming out in the middle of the night and you were eating our frozen wedding cake oh, from like no. a year before. Oh no. But it's true. Like that addiction is, yeah. It's well, yeah. And that's the thing. You can say willpower all you want, but there's nothing I could do right there. And the second I made some adjustments, I was in total control. I got my mental clarity back. My energy was back. I felt like the veil had been lifted on my life. It had been there for since I was a child almost, like yeah. since I was six years old. And my, probably the first time I started eating McDonald's or something. You know, I remember my mom was cooking for me when I was real little. And then I remember I started getting migraines probably around that time when grandma started taking me to McDonald's and you know even then I remember they, they were still conscious about what mattered because they wouldn't let me have soda or syrup high fructose corn syrup they took that they made me have honey with they my pancakes and McDonald's but I wasn't allowed to have ice cream they just didn't understand that the pancakes and McDonald's weren't just the traditional egg like a pancake was made it was loaded with the latest and greatest invention out of the lab to make the food <laughs> cheaper and more addicting <laughs> at McDonald's. Yeah, one thing that's interesting about McDonald's is, um, were they saying in the 1970s that their French fries were actually made with beef tallow? And you look at people, they were saying, you know, you see anything on people that were at the beach in that time, like nobody was overweight, right? And they were still eating that McDonald's, but the McDonald's that was made and cooked with the beef tallow. Now, our, our French fries are cooked in soybean oil and they're cooked in uh, canola oil and they have the potatoes. I think they, so those, so they get those long um, fries. They, I'm pretty sure that they genetically modify their potatoes so that they're like that. Yep. And if you just go back to, you know, not even to the fifties and sixties, you just go back, I mean, just fast forward even to the eighties when we were kids. Yeah, like we there were no obese children in, our, in my no. classes. You did not see child obesity start no. popping up until late 90s uh, and then into the 2000s. And it got progressively yeah. more. Yeah. I had one friend that was a little on the chubbier side, but she also, like, she was one that, like, ate fast food all the time. Yeah. Like, mom was busy working. You know, dad, I think parents were divorced and stuff, so. They, she was always eating fast food, but she wasn't like she was. Yeah, wasn't overweight. The, the fact that the food addiction isn't even a topic and a thing and, and something that should be addressed when it comes to uh, yeah. your health approach, you know, it's no different than uh, you know alcoholism or anything else. When you just view it as okay, I'm going to go through this period of withdrawals or an addiction getting off of something that's yeah. addictive. And food's tricky. It's, and it's its own animal. You can't, you have to you can't compare it to drugs. You can't. You, you have, have to eat. eat. That's the thing. You got to eat. <laughs> and sometimes you're constrained you with a budget. And you just got to sometimes you can't so. afford certain things. So it is. It's well, tricky. Once you're aware that it has an effect, you'll see the con the consequences will be your guide. The results, you'll follow the results, and oh, that's yeah. it. You can't yeah. lie to yourself no. anymore after that. <laughs> I mean, for the first time in What's my life, rare? what, that's in the last few years yeah. is when I've lost the weight, and I've kept it off. And, I mean, this is the first time ever 
<laughs> that I've been able to with, lose it and keep it off consistently without, without having effort. to do any without crazy effort. workouts or having to diet or willpower, anything. exercise your willpower yes, with no, no willpower. Just, this is just in your routine. I get up and right. I eat and right. I eat delicious food and I feel great. And I have energy. I wake up with energy now, whereas before I'd be like rolling out of bed trying to muster up enough energy to get my coffee, you know. And as you feel better, you start exercising more, you start yeah. moving more, you start and then you get even more energy, you start getting even more healthier. And it's a journey and it's a lifelong journey that never ends. There is no shortcuts. And no and shortcuts. You said it. It's it. Yeah. Every day, right? You eat every day, so you're going to have to move the body every day. You know as means? you get older, you're adjusting, you're always yeah. testing. But as you, you start testing, you get results, you find these tools that work for you. And then you apply these tools throughout your life you, as needed. It, you're going to do something until it quits working. And then you may be in a predicament where you don't even know what to do. But you will find the thing by testing and now you have conquered that dragon onto the next one and you just keep going and you get better and better. The more tools you have, you just like, okay, and this, I'm low on electrolytes. I know what yeah. to do. Uh, it's summertime or is it wintertime? Your habits might change depending yeah. on the season. Your sunlight, Where you at? So your sunlight exposure. Your yeah, mood and so many variables. Your... I'm not going to pretend like I know because there's so many, I'm just how complicated this all is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like no one has the absolute answer you got right, everything it's all about sunlight you got um other doctors one doctor will say it's all about food it's like, oh it's all about exercise it's all about sleep all about yeah sleep. Well, they got the sleep guy that's the thing that we've learned is that there's not one thing no there's the magic if all those guys could get in the same room and debate it, it is a, you know yeah, we need to just it's multifactorial what right? do we know you for sure what do we not know you, you know you need to hit all these things every day sunlight get, get your right sleep yes. eat the right food there we go we move your body around. somewhat you know you don't have to yep. go and kill yourself you don't have to go to a gym work out for an hour just hey if you got like two seconds while you're cooking do like 20 squats you didn't do come with an instruction manual that's what we're once coming back once you start to. doing that though like and it's just Every single time, I'll just sit and I'll just start. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a few lunges, right? I'm just going to do a few squats. I'm just going to do a few, like, things on the pull-up pull up bar. And then I usually get my whole workout in. <laughs> but not even, I have to, like, trick myself, right? Okay, I'm just going to do these. And then I do the whole thing. <laughs> That's a tool, too. You just I tell myself I'm going to do one squat or one lunge or one bench press or whatever, some push-ups and then see how I feel. And then you know, because listening to your usually, body too, I mean, there might be a, there might be a day like yeah. you're just done. You're either coming down with something or you've pushed it too hard. Maybe help somebody move or help somebody but it's tricky. do something. There'll be a point when you know. It's tricky you because know. the only way you know for me personally speaking too is that by, because I've tested it so many times, when I go, okay, I'm just going to do one push up and, and like, okay, no, I actually do need a day off because yeah, it's only because it's I know so when, important I, to take when those I rest days. Wrong. Because if you don't take those, if you don't take those moments when you need it, that can escalate into full blown sickness or, you know, where you might be out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I've, I've, okay, I'm at that point now where I actually, it's no longer, my body's no longer lying to me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it wants to, your body is designed to conserve energy. It wants to always just keep you safe 
and <laughs> well fed and so you're always going to be fighting it that laziness <laughs> to do what yeah. is required that what i'm telling people is you didn't come for with an instruction manual for you to, live a, manual. You you to live a joyful healthy life but guess what there are instructions to have a good life you have yeah. to get sunlight you got to get sleep you got to eat clean food get clean water and fresh air you got to get into nature you got to have good relationships a low stress uh, if you just check all those boxes right there, tell me that you're not having a great life. You know, I mean, don't get tragedy is yeah, going to happen, but you're going to be yeah, more resilient and be able to handle the stuff that comes. Life for everybody, I mean, right? We're not immune to that, right. But how if you are stronger in body and stronger in mind, you're better able to handle those. Not going to when I get sick to your knees, and then or I get migraines or whatever it is, then it just knocks me down, sets me back. When I got COVID two, three years ago, oh, yeah, and I was out for like 30 days to battle back from that again. It reminded me of going through this from the beginning again of like, where do I start? You know, nothing I was doing was works anymore. Uh, I lost my confidence, you know, but here's the thing. You're, you will always remember what worked. Um, it, it just, and you just, your body will Eventually. always slowly. Yeah. It, it might, it, it might take because some time. You don't, too, you don't is that one thing that I've realized is you forget. You forget everything that was working before. You forget all the stuff that you did. You forget all the hard work that you put in. You forget all these things. Yeah, your memory is Our memory is so interesting of. because, yeah. yeah, you just it's amazing how you can forget something like that. But it's your wins, it's too. It's important to, you know, everything you've overcome. And, yeah. yeah, it's good to remember take and remind notes. yourself, take notes, keep yeah. a journal. Um, was what worked and you know you might just see wow okay I've done this before I can do it again yeah honestly you may not do it for a while but then eventually you realize what choice do you have you know because going back that way that leads that way you know that now. yeah now we're that going right this way leads that way so uh, it's just the truth you know and none of us are being taught this and doctors mds when well, they go to medical school seems like there's one so much <laughs> so much push any. for you know oh we gotta training. take this supplement you gotta take this green supplement or you gotta do but how much training workout or do they get on nutrition not, and preventative and not. preventative health yeah maintenance. that stuff if you especially if you're so deficient that stuff might help you in the beginning but i mean if okay. you the most important thing is to really try and get as much as you can from food that's going to be your best source so, if you can get it. If you had a vehicle, a car, and you, you, they told you, okay, you need to change your oil every 3,000, 2,000 miles, whatever, and you need to rotate balance your tires, you need to do all this preventative maintenance on your car so that your car will last longer, right? The human body is the same way, but when it comes to medical school and doctors, they're not being taught. That yeah. at all about the they human body and what is the preventative, the preventative maintenance. They're taught about how to diagnose the condition and this is the medication that you use to treat it. This is how you fix it. So Most of their medication. time and effort goes into understanding And that's important. There are there, I'm, there are certain things that I am grateful that I can go to the hospital and get some treatment. Yeah, you don't want to throw the baby out with a bath water. No that is priceless, and I'm grateful for that. But 
as far as preventative health, that is, I think there's so, there's so much more growth that we need within the medical field for that. Yeah. There's, there's the same, what is it? So much more training, just more nutrition training. It's just crazy to me. I remember asking a physician one time, because this is before I knew what I was doing. (laughs) I was drinking soy, what chai teas with soy milk, but I started having like all these very weird health conditions come up. So I was asking, I had an ultrasound and I was asking the doctor if they thought that the soy was a contrib, you know, should I avoid that? And they, I remember he literally like laughed at me. He's like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're eating. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but then why is there all this research pointing to this exact same thing that I'm suffering from yeah. that's the direct link with soy? How is that information not Here's an analogy. That's like the mechanic saying, yeah, you don't need to change your oil and you don't need to rotate your tires because if you don't do that, then your engine seizes and when you bring it to the mechanic, he makes a hundred times more the amount. Interesting how that works out. You see, here's the problem is that the medical industry is incentivized. Yes, it's a business. Yes, it's hospitals are a business. Okay, there's an incentive for you to be there and be sick. Yeah. And once you realize that, it's just the nature of the beast of it all. You got to take it in your, your health in your own hands. You are your own doctor. You become your own doctor first. You know, you'll have other doctors that you obviously, you know, we always say our disclaimer, consult your doctor. Yeah. Right? And we would always you work with your doctor. You need to be taking a good part of the responsibility into your own hands for. Yeah. Your health is your responsibility. That, yes. Your responsibility. The doctor, look, with the internet now, we all, we're all empowered to be able to do research and to dive into our own health topics and look at both sides and get multiple opinions and read papers. You couldn't do this before. So this is a new, this is the new beginning of health. For my you. life changed when I started to take my health into my own hands, right? I started being responsible. Okay. Before the information being stuff, on the internet though, yes. you were, you had to go to a library. Right. And yeah. So but the internet too we're so has, empowered now. You have to you have to learn how to research. You have to know how to research properly, and you have to you know it's a it's a learned skill. I think you have to be able to decipher between. There's so much. Well, that's why you do your own research, and then you can go and ask your doctor. You know, and you can bring them the studies and be like, "Look at this. Did you know? See the study? You may teach your doctor something." Being informed, they're an informed consumer. Yeah. So yeah, it's just the more informed you are. Especially now with you know. COVID cases coming back, it's now more important than ever to get your health under control, yes. to be able to boost your immune system, to be able to fight off. You cannot get sick if you have a healthy immune system. That's a fact. Well, how did humans get here then? If yeah. we, <laughs> How do we evolve to this point if all of a sudden... And the problem is our immune system is impacted by the food we eat if we're eating a poor quality diet. We've got tons of stress because... The fear of all these COVID cases, the fear of another shutdown, all this stuff. That tanks your immune system too. So, yeah. The number one comorbidity is obesity, though, and for yeah. people that were. Yeah, it's very true. A lot of people that had, you know, passed away, away from COVID or had severe complications from COVID, obesity was a big factor in that because you're not metabolically healthy. And that's just it. And your immune that lowers your immune system and you're more vulnerable. You so more the best thing you can do right now for you, your loved ones, and everyone around you is take care of yourself. Is start right now. Just, and I don't mean go out and buy a bunch of stuff. No, like supplements or 
baby steps. Yes. Just baby steps. Start Just, cleaning up your diet. Yep. Realize that I'm going to take one step tomorrow. I'm going to cut one thing out, you know, yes. make a gong Start out of it. Start cooking you know, at home more. For 100 days, I'm going to cut this out or and whatever. Just see how you feel. Um, but, yeah, we're at a point now where regardless of COVID, just even the trajectory we're on, it's life expectancy is getting lower and lower. Yeah, and lower. So, so we got to make some moves. And all it is is just to empower through knowledge and teaching. And yeah. once you do this, you get more energy, you feel better. And then if we can all do this, oh, can, can you imagine the world? Yeah. yeah. And the health of kids. Yeah. The disease, our yeah. national debt. I mean. You're not having kids that are obese. You're not having kids that, you know, are suffering to type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is a little different. But, you know, type 2 diabetes. Oh, it's reversible. Yeah. So as long as there's, you know, a little bit of hope there and not too much damage is done, you know, and that's what you All right. Well, thank say. you guys for listening. And we'll see everybody next time. For more, visit disciplinehealth.life.